Hey everyone. Hi everybody. Welcome back to We Got This. Or do we? Or do we? Who are you? <laughs> we are your hosts, Uni Mojica. And I'm Ali Magistrali. Yeah. And we are pumped to be back in the studio at QED, QED. in Astoria, Queens. Yes. And we're really, really, really amped and excited for this week's episode. Yeah. Yes. This episode and theme is body image, particularly women body image. Because that's our experience. Mm -hmm. That's what we can talk about. And when we decided to do this, it had been on the table. And yeah. And we kind of touched on it in other episodes and we just thought we need to designate one full episode to body image because Mm -hmm. it's something that we think about and we experience daily as women and we want to continue to use this platform to create conversation around Awareness. awareness around things that make people uncomfortable to talk about. And I can say that, you know, like, I'm not sure I know what I want to talk about, but it's definitely interesting, especially when we get in the studio, your words sometimes escape you. So we're coming in here vulnerable and going to be open to each other. And I hope this creates conversation within your circles. And I hope it gives you inspiration, inspiration and different perspective too. maybe some things that you haven't thought about or you haven't considered before mm-hmm. yeah so in body image what I think almost immediately is being objectified and so I looked up the um, the definition of objectify mm-hmm. today um, and that the de- and the definition is to treat as an object or cause to have objective reality so basically being treated as an object. Yeah. As not a person. And even animalistic. Yep. You know. Yeah. And and so then I thought of the word misogyny. It really goes hand in hand for me, which mm-hmm. is sad. And so the definition of that was dislike, contempt for, or ingrained prejudice against women. And as a woman and being objectified daily... It's misogynistic. Extremely, yeah. And a lot of the, you know, yes, directly it's men objectifying, but it's in our media. It's so ingrained in our culture, Mm -hmm. in our marketing, that even when we don't think we're being objectified, we are. Yeah. And it... I, the origins of it really is is in... That sigh. (laughs) I mean, I've got... There's some things that I do want to touch upon, and being a woman of color and the way that black women and are just constantly objectified and it goes all the way back to slavery really like women were just used as breeders and they were hyper and we still continue to be hypersexualized when it comes to our body parts and body image does also go we're going to touch upon this like it goes beyond just your physical features especially for black women it goes the color of your skin your hair your your different body parts on your face like how how big your nose is everything it's 
when we say body, it's everything. It's not just it's the not physical. Just the and physical then it's how aspects. you carry yourself. And, you know, what's on the inside reflects what's on the outside and mm-hmm. vice versa. Yeah. And I think we were just talking about this. I'm not a woman of color, so I can't speak to experiences of mm-hmm. women of color. Um, but I was talking about how in some of the notes and some of the things I was thinking about was Hollywood, and I wrote in parentheses, kind of, is accepting of mm-hmm. curvier, larger women and thinking about Melissa McCarthy and thinking about This Is Us, where a primary theme of the show is obesity and body image and positive body image and how your childhood really shapes mm-hmm what you think of yourself physically and your mental health connects with your physical health and actress Chrissy Metz, I'm not sure if I'm saying her name right, who plays Mm -hmm. Kate in that show, uh, has done groundbreaking work in bringing larger women to the limelight, but I only listed two. I mean, there are many other, but those Mm -hmm. are white actresses. And I think, when I think of positive body image, Serena Williams just consistently and constantly comes to mind Mm -hmm. in interviews in the way that she plays but she's so sensationalized because the media I mean she's an amazing player but in terms of her body people don't know what to do with her right because she's so strong Mm -hmm. people call her manly and I haven't looked up some of the right I should have looked up some of the news headlines but a lot of it is just um impacted by just European standards of beauty and body image, and it's constantly being compared to that. So anything outside the norm, whether it's you have a, a strong physical physique or you're overweight or you're super curvy, and, you know, the... the sorry, this is hard to, like, put into clear, concise words, but... A lot of that comes from, like, European standards. And isn't it interesting? We mentioned this on a previous Our Happiness episode, but no history. Know your history. Mm-hmm. And long, long time ago, the people that came over to this country and took over were white people. Mm-hmm. When there were people already living here, when there were people brought here against their will, people of color. Yeah. Cultural pirates. Slaves, yeah. And look today, what we see around us in media, in advertising, in marketing, in PR, is focused on... The women, the female body. Female body, but white people. Mm-hmm. It's slowly changing. There are some companies and some organizations and people that are changing that, yeah. but... Uni and I have conversations all the time about these things and what can we do. And I think having this conversation Mm -hmm. is one of those things. Right. It may be small, but we'll talk later about some things that we think are, you know, small things you can do or bigger things you can do. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah. What are your experiences, Allie, when it comes to negative... Or positive? Or positive. Body. Negative or positive interactions about your body in particular yeah. that you've received, if you're comfortable with sharing Oh, that. I'm so comfortable. And I have a positive one, and I have – I was thinking today about um, 
some other experiences. And, you know, I was getting emotional thinking about some of them because they were hurtful. And sometimes for some of them, they were hurtful in that moment. Other times they were so shocking and surprising to me that I just laughed it off and then forgot it. And when I've been going back and thinking about them, I'm... I was surprised by how affected mm-hmm. I was even just now thinking about them. So uh, let's – I'll give the, like, harder ones, and then I'll end on the, <laughs> the nicer ones. Right. I was telling Uni when I – we were thinking about how we first started thinking about our bodies or, in general, body image issues. Where did it come from? And I remember I was in third grade, and I was wearing these blue and white striped overalls. I don't know why this memory is so vivid to me, but I remember looking down. I was like sitting in the hallway at school and I remember all of a sudden being aware of my body. Mm-hmm. I don't know where it came from or why. I would have to think on it a little bit more. But that's kind of the first time I remember being aware of what I looked like and caring. I didn't care before as a kid. So anyway, that being said, the... The experience that I was thinking of today was I was thinking about women that have inspired me that have been going against the norm, going against the grain of being um, different mm-hmm. from from what society deems <clears throat> is yeah. normal. And I was thinking about I CrossFit and I was thinking about elite or not elite, but I was thinking about female CrossFitters. What I love about CrossFitters is they're of all different shape and size and all different athletic levels, and we're all in there grinding together. And CrossFitters, female CrossFitters' bodies are seen as, I've heard them be called, similar to Serena Williams, manly or too big, too muscular. I've heard people say, oh, I just don't like that. I just don't like the way that that looks. And... I've always thought it's beautiful, just super muscular women that are working hard, pushing their bodies to the limits, and it's natural. And when I first started CrossFitting, my physique changed in ways that I wasn't used to, and clearly the world wasn't used to, because I had very defined arms, and I still have defined arms. I think people see me and they think that I look athletic, which I'm very proud of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I remember this one person that we both know. I'll tell you who it is in the privacy of our own conversation later. <laughs> right, right. He, every time I saw him, he could not stop commenting on my arms. He would say things to me like, oh, look at those guns. Oh, wow. Look at your arms. Even just things like that. But it was every time I saw him. And I kind of laughed it off and made a joke out of it because it was kind of funny to me that he was so intrigued by them. But even a few weeks ago, I was at a bar just out and I started talking to this guy. And one of the first things he did was he grabbed my arm to touch my muscles. What? Are you serious? Yeah. And I looked at him and I was like, "What?" I was like, do you just grab any person's muscles or any females? I'm like, what's the deal with that? You're just, gra- I don't know you. And he was taken back and I could tell he was surprised because I called him out. But he was also like, oh, yeah, I just did that. Wow. Like, it was just a reaction. Like, he didn't even think about it. It was just an impulse and he went for it. And how dare you? How dare you touch me? 
And then to that other guy a few years ago, this was years ago at this point, how dare you say something? And so that really upset me thinking about it back now. It's like, and at the time, you know, like I said, I I made a joke out of it, but it's not funny. It's not funny. A lot. It's so, funny because a lot of times when you get put into awkward situations where, or uncomfortable situations, where someone is talking about your body or harassing you in a funny, jokey type of way, or even you don't know complimenting how, you. you. Yeah, you don't know how to. The only way to alleviate the situation, a lot of times, is or my default at least, is to be jokey about it. Right. Absolutely. And laugh it off. Right. And then it's afterwards that you're like... You're like, oh, that shit was fucked up. That was fucked up. That was real fucked up. So, on a happier note, I had a really fun, freeing, exciting, vulnerable experience. Mm -hmm. Very recently, I went topless at the beach for the first time ever. (laughs) It was so cool. (laughs) And I was with... A guy that I'm currently dating, it was just him and I, and I had just said to him, I really want to go topless, but I'm nervous about it. I'm not sure. And I just need some support. Like, I think if I see someone else topless, I'll do it. And we're coming back from being in the water. And this woman that was next to our blanket setup was topless. And I was like, great, that's all I need. And just like untied and took off my top. And at first I laid on my stomach and I put the like laid against the towel. So you really couldn't Mm -hmm. see anything. And then eventually I did roll over, but it felt, I did feel vulnerable, but mostly I felt free and I felt so good. And I look next to me and this guy is clearly having feelings, but but knows that it's my body, my choice. Mm-hmm. And but we talked through it and I was like, what's bothering you the most? And he said that it was other men's reactions. He didn't want other men gawking or objectifying me. And because yeah. he's like puffing on his chest, he wasn't physically, but you know, he's like, I'm the man. I need to protect you. And that's another falsity of women. Mm-hmm. We don't need to be protected. Right. That's like Back in the day, you know, that was a thing. You know, the men were the men and the women were the women. And now it's just the gender roles are fluid. Right. And yeah, just based off of our society and the way things are, we right. don't, it's different. Right. So we talked it out and I was like, you know, think about how uncomfortable you are right now. This is women, most women. Every day we have at least one uncomfortable Mm -hmm. encounter, whether it's a glance or it's a comment. It doesn't have to be a big thing, but you know, we're aware. We have to be aware of these things. And, and we talked it out and I said, you know, good for you. Like, I don't need your help. I need your support. I need to know you're there. But unless I turn to you and I say, I need you to step in and help me out right now, I can do it. Right. I'm cool. And I was really proud of myself, and I was really proud of him. And Mm -hmm. that was a really positive body image experience. Yeah. Wow. That's incredible. So the good (laughs) and the bad. Thanks, Yunes. Yeah, no problem. What about you? Um, What experiences stand out, or do you want to share? Let's see. My, My body image... 
experiences are, I think, are much different than yours, just because our bodies are just different in general. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I could go on for days. I mean, I brought up the fact that like body image for black and women of color is is just beyond just physical. It's the color of your skin. It's the features of your, you know, of your face, your hair, like everything. It's, I could write a book about it really from people just wanting to touch your hair because it looks cool or to them or it looks interesting. And, and let's it's clear something up right now. I want you, I don't, I think I know what the answer is, but tell us what is appropriate for hair touching or asking questions. Well, it just goes it goes with what you're saying, like about the guy wanting to touch your, like just grabbing and touching your arm. Like, what? What's wrong? What with you? gives you the audacity to to just touch someone, especially if you don't know them? Mm-hmm. You know, or. You know, I've had a lot of things like with the size of my forehead. You know, that's not normal, quote unquote, European normal. That's a whole thing from when I was a kid. People have said, yeah, like, oh, oh it made, made, made fun. fun of. I got made up for my forehead or whatever. And then I think of like um, a celebrity like Rihanna, who she, her features are very non European or non white or whatever. And she's been embraced in society for being. We're being beautiful. And that's and and to say yes, we've come a long way. So that that's another thing. Then um for physical my physical body, I've my weight has constantly fluctuated throughout my entire life. It's never been a it's never been really too consistent. I've been pretty overweight in some points of my life. And then I've lost a lot of weight in other points and just the different reactions that I've gotten at different points. Yeah, we were just talking about that. Um, I have had a guy that I was dating for a few months say that, like, you know, you're you're the biggest girl that I've ever dated in my life. It's like, how, so, do you, how are you, what are you supposed to say? It, it was, you, it was, in, thank you for dating me. Not like, it, it like, was insane. Like he said, you're the biggest girl I dated in my life. And there's certain, um, what did he say? Standards that I just can't, um, meanwhile, double standard go, go by like, and because and like, he had a one pack, he didn't even have a, a two pack or a four it's pack. It's ridiculous. He had a one big pack. It's insane. I was like, are you you fucking kidding me? You're going to tell, you're going to comment, you have the audacity to comment on my body. And meanwhile, when you were interested in me, you know, it wasn't an issue. It wasn't even a long enough time for me to even gain any type of weight within the time period that we were dating. Right. But it was a concern. But it was a concern. He was like, you know, it's one thing to hook up with with a girl and it's another to be in a relationship. Excuse me? You're gross. Wow. That's disgusting. It's because he has some ugly on the inside and the outside. Yeah. So that's some that's, big that's, ugly. That's with body. And then I've had like after like experiencing weight loss, I've had guys just comment and be like, 
oh, you, you, you're fine, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, excuse, what? No, we're not doing this. Well, didn't you tell me, you just told this story where someone said that to you in front of other people. Yeah, they said this. And, and it, was it was at was your friend. place of work, too. Yeah, it was a friend of mine. and um, So he didn't think his intention was bad. He thought he was truly giving you a compliment. Yeah, he thought he was giving me a compliment, and I called it out right then and there. He was actually a really good friend of mine. Like, we're we're good friends. And... I called it out immediately, and immediately he, after calling it out, he felt horrible. He felt really, really bad, and he apologized to me immediately after, like in that moment in front of everyone. Then, good on him. Yeah. Then and later, good on you. Yeah. Then later in the night, like he was like, "I'm really, really sorry," and I was like, "No, it's cool. It's well, obviously it's not cool." But I was like, "It's okay. I appreciate your apology." Um, and I've also learned that I need to, to call those things speak out up. and speak up like it's and be hard. real. It is. And then even like later, he actually reached out to me and texted me again like, I'm I'm so sorry. And I was like, I I really appreciate the apology. And now that and like I know you're sincere and I know you're actually looking at your actions in a different way. And I was exactly. like, and, and I told him, I was like, you can let this go. Right. Because <laughs> I ha- I already let it go. <laughs> because also, you've had to let it go how many other I know, exactly. hundreds, hundreds probably of times. of times. And so I'm so, like, it's not easy to stand up to your to yourself and say that. Like we had just said, you feel awkward. You make a joke out of it. Usually exactly. that's how I've reacted. But I've learned that if I truly want change, I need to react like you did. And it sounds like mm-hmm. he is now going to be more aware. Yeah, of and those it's things, and it makes which is amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. It's, so that was like that was like a so there was a silver lining in that. And it's dear like, men, yeah. take a note. In this story, yeah, it was. It was. Take a note. It was actually. It, it turned out to be a more positive experience than a negative one, and I also want to address the fact that, like, just to go back to, just to track a little bit back about mm-hmm. hair mm-hmm. and and um, black women's hair. It wasn't until recently where women of color started embracing their natural hair. Mm-hmm. And when I was, um, I want to say maybe like fifth grade, um, I made my mom straighten my hair. Mm-hmm. And then it, straightening it and blow drying it went to like relaxing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, Which is a chemical, putting chemicals Putting in chemicals it. in your hair to chemically straighten out your hair and take out the curl pattern and ruin the curl pattern. Mm-hmm. And just, I just remember growing up just not being happy with who I am or even embracing my culture. And it wasn't until I got into, um, what, college where I really started embracing my myself. And I chopped off all of my hair. Really? Your hair was short? I chopped off all of my hair. Yes, you And started fresh. I need to see a picture. It was the most incredible, invigorating experience I had. Yes. Been, I came to New York. Yeah. Um, and I guess in, in, in black culture and everything, we call it the big chop mm-hmm. when you get rid of all your relaxed hair. Mm-hmm. So I came to New York and I was, I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Nobody knows me here. I'm going to chop off all this hair and start fresh and embrace the hair that God gave me. And I walked around with the shortest hair. I'm and starting it was... to tear up, you guys, because your hair is so personal it to you. It is. And 
to have the courage to do that and to find yourself and just to hear you talk about how good it felt must have been such an amazing experience. It, it for was you. so amazing. Yeah. And that that experience alone really taught me how to love myself. Wow. Let's take a moment. (sighs) (laughs) Were you, um, so so I have some questions. Were you teased or bullied about your hair when you were younger? And then were you surrounded by other women of color that had hair like yours to know what it looked like to be natural? Or what was that experience Um, growing up? It was was definitely a little bit of teasing. Like, oh, your hair is different or your hair is weird. You know, like, or they would just, like, touch it. And and a lot of the examples around me, I didn't have that many growing up in Windsor, Connecticut, you know. So I was surrounded by a lot of, a lot of white families and stuff like that. But there were, um, as I got older and and into higher education and stuff, like, that there was more diversity in in that town. And jazz and jazz music and then New York City. But at the same time, like, the products that are available now for natural hair, it's huge. There were no products. It was just straight relax or like a lot of times when girls would get weave. And the examples of other girls that looked like me, they were all relaxing their hair too. Mm-hmm. They were all straightening their hair too, mm-hmm. you know, or braiding it or whatever. But Or wearing wigs. Or wearing wi- um, wigs. Wigs is so kind much. of... It, Girls in my at that age weren't really wearing wigs. It was mm-hmm. like relaxing, mm-hmm. relaxing your hair, and other Hispanic girls were doing it too. And probably so, products that weren't available yeah. in mainstream and larger stores. Yeah, you had to that go was to like a specialty. That's store. the standard. And then my aunt would do my hair a lot too, and she is uh, went to beauty school. And even in beauty school, they don't even teach you or tell talk about. Text, different textures hair mm-hmm. it's like this is a whole new thing like the the beauty industry has completely changed because women are embracing their natural hair it is fucking huge yeah it is like like we were saying like we have come very far but there's still a lot of work to do mm-hmm. but it, but the that. time that we're in right now it's very invigorating i mean it's why we're here and we are able to have a platform to talk about these things right but yes <sighs> yes yes, <laughs> yes! <sighs> you're giving me life and i love your natural hair uni i it love my hair too so amazing and gorgeous and you know I think back to times um, how do I want to say this I've been in a place where there are women of color white women diverse women which is great and we'll be in a I'm being kind of vague about this because I don't want to give away what exactly I'm talking about. But we'll be in a space that's a common space where we'll come. It's a kitchen. And the number of times that I have seen white women mistake women of color because they change their hair. And it may look like another woman we know in the same that's in the same space. And we'll say, oh, hey, blah, blah, blah. And that woman turns around and is like, 
oh, it's not who you think it is. Or even just like mistake them because yeah. they're like, oh, your hair looks the same as hers and not not think, oh, this is a different person. Oh my God. And they and they don't even look the same. Or the I ran number in, it's of- funny because I ran into a guy on the street that um work that is not a coworker, but they work yeah, I guess a, a coworker. Mm-hmm. But like didn't really know him that well but i saw him on the street and i was like hey how are you and he, and he was like hey started striking a couple conversation then fast forward to a few days later he was like you know i didn't recognize you because your hair is always changing <laughs> what? what so he pretended he knew who you were yeah Instead of just being like, I don't remember who you are. Um, how about all of your face is the same, your voice, I'm like, your what? personality. <laughs> and also I was like, wow. Okay. Not that this makes any difference, but it's not always changing. It's I mean, really maybe not. you had twists in and it was twists or your natural hair, but like you it's not like yeah. every week. And you if have you honestly don't remember, just be like, What's your name again? Like what you literally had a full conversation and didn't remember. Full conversation. So wow. weird. What a weirdo. <laughs> wow. Wow, wow, wow. Yeah. I wanted to, I was doing some research for this episode, and speaking of your natural hair and being made fun of when you were younger, I found this Instagram account because I searched, I, I did some interesting searching, and I did hashtag body image or positive body image and I don't know how this one came up but her name is Maria and the other part of her name it says mental illness recovery 16 year old she's in Norway and her account is public and she is for a 16 year old being so vulnerable and real about 16 16 what's her name what's her handle right there and she is recovering from anorexia. Maria. And, and she posted her story. Oh, my God. We haven't even touched that. Oh God. What? We haven't even talked about um, eating disorders yet. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that goes hand in hand with body image issues. But she said she was teased as a little girl. Like, we're talking preteen. Your hair is big. Because she's in a mostly white country. Mm-hmm. I'm sure she doesn't look like... Most, if any, of the other girls or students around her. And because she was teased, she starved herself. She said she was always really skinny as a little girl. And then she was teased and she would eat a lot because she was really upset and sad and lonely. And then she got teased if she was too skinny. She got teased for her big hair. Then she gained weight and she got teased because she was too fat. And then she lost more weight and then people were concerned and she sought help and, you know, the healthcare system really doesn't, um, fails most of the time. And she's telling her story now and I just thought it was so brave as a 16-year-old to be sharing this and to follow have, her yeah to be having the the awareness that she does and Man. we'll link her maria mental illness recovery and i'm sharing it because her account is public so if it was a private account obviously i wouldn't see any of these things but good for you maria i just want to say you, you probably won't ever hear this but if you do 
I want you to know that you are so brave. Thank you for your sharing your story. And thank you for sharing. And you are beautiful. Stories like that, it's so important to tell because you could be saving someone else's life. Right. No idea. And how amazing is it that you're using Instagram, which can be full of bullshit for for such a unique journey yeah and voice and voice so you're amazing 16 years old that's beautiful i was really blown away by that yeah so speaking of instagram i was going to transition is that okay or did you want to do share any more words i did like i kind of wanted to talk about how eating disorders go hand in hand with body image but if it's relevant, if it's relevant to... Yeah, I think we could get on a whole nother tangent on eating disorders. Ugh. But I I think that that's the other thing. People, especially when you're younger, you know, I'm it's so like, happy that I'm not a little kid anymore. It's rough out oh there. Oh my God, it's hyperlinked to, oh, to body image. And being a, a kid now with... Now, not just having TV, but social media. The pressures. In your life, in that kind of way, at such a young age is absolutely insane. I mean, sometimes I feel like I wish they put, like, you had to be, have to be, like, 18 or older or something for it. Well, when Facebook first started, you had to have a college account, college email account. We didn't have that. Like, we didn't have it until we got to college. So there was some sort of balance, and there wasn't bullying going on in that in and that I, world and our and our healthcare system needs to change yes. with technology and i don't see that really happening no they're just at any leave speed it. so yeah um what was i going to say oh you never know where someone is in their life what kind of day they're having yeah. one comment if you have a mean thought and you are going to say it to that person, just take a minute to think. And can you say something nice that will really change their day and then it could change their lives? Right. And not something about their body. Right. Right. We're so fixated on that. Yeah. As a culture. It and is. It's just better to leave it alone. But like, then there's the other side of like, okay, since I constantly go between weight loss journeys and, and fitness journeys that I take... When someone tells you, like, or they take note and notice that your body is changing, how do you feel about that? Like, I think there's well, a certain way you can say it. Like, oh, wow, you like, man, you look great. Like, you've been working hard. And you can say it in privacy. Yeah. Like, your friend said it in front of a bunch of people. Like, maybe it would have been a different thing if he said it in a tender moment. Right. You know, pulled you aside and just said, hey. You look great. I know you're working hard. Yeah, that's different. It's tone. It's yeah. Because sometimes people are like, oh, I see you're you're going through this journey. You look amazing. Like, tell me about it. Right. They're like, what's the? Be in- truly what's- curious about that person's well being. Yeah, and a lot of it's like, what's the intention? What's your intention right. behind your right. comment? Is your comment just to be like hitting on you? Right. Is your comment just to be like, oh, I want to. And that's know. what I think is like. I think that's like, mostly the main thing. Your like, friend thought he was doing something nice, and men and all people need to realize the way that you're coming off. Like, yeah, just be more thoughtful when you. When, I really want men to be more thoughtful, thoughtful. about their interactions with <laughs> yes, women. Yes. Like, please, please. <laughs> yes. Can you just like, how do you talk to your mom? Yes. You know. 
<laughs> we talk about this all the time. I know. Please be more <laughs> just thoughtful. Like, just be a little thought more thoughtful when just you talk to women. Just try a little harder. Just try a little harder. Like, man, get your head out of your balls, man. <laughs> <laughs> it can't be nice down there. <laughs> can't be nice. Just gross and hairy and sweaty. <laughs> <laughs> I just threw up in my mouth a little bit. Excuse me. <laughs> but so common so I was I was writing down common themes so and this kind of goes back to eating disorders but a, a theme that I was seeing in my going through social media in particular was people that were lost or not knew, knowing who you are directionless low self-esteem they're um you know, to the point where you're unhealthy, where you have extreme weight gain or weight loss is kind of it's mind body. And if your mind mm-hmm. is unhealthy, it equates to your body being unhealthy. And the more that you can get to your own happiness and relying on yourself for your own happiness and being the best version of yourself, you can be the best version for the world. Yeah. Do you feel like in your quest of self weight gain weight loss oh, okay. fitness like has your self love changed and and can you think like oh when you were at a a low you know mentally or self esteem or vulnerable place in your life were you were those the times when you were gaining weight a little bit absolutely more? 100% unhappiness and unhealthy is, and- yeah because a lot of times i've linked um i put stock in food yeah. for comfort Mm-hmm. And oh, totally. Because Me too. I've associated food with a happy place because right. as a kid and growing up in my house, like food is part of the time that you share with your family. And, in all emotions. And, then, and your friends too. So like yeah. um, drowning your sorrows in uh, Ben and Jerry's is like – that's even perpetuated in media. <laughs> like, oh my god, that's what you do. You grab I'm gonna a pint eat a whole tub of ice cream and man. wine, and drink a bottle of wine. Or, yeah, or drink a bottle. Drinks. That's not going to make you feel wine. good. No, it's going to make you feel like shit. And it's a depressant, you know. Yeah. So it's definitely the the times in my life where I'm most unhappy about my body is when I'm unhappy. In general, is usually the usually the case. Now that um, I've become more aware of food, I totally can mm-hmm. tell when I'm stressed. I'm stressed eating. I'm like, and I know. Stress I'm like, that's eating. not going to make you feel better. You know what is going to make you feel better? A big glass of water and a shit ton of vegetables. Right. That's going to make you feel better. Yeah. Physically and mentally. Exactly. And I'm still and getting on board and truly living yeah, that all the time. I mean, this is not, e- it's not an easy thing to, when you're so conditioned and you're trying to break break cycles and it's your habit and habits to mm-hmm. to be proactive about being happy with yourself and who you are and it's like you have to rewire your brain yep you have to constantly wake up every day and tell yourself I'm fucking dope. Right. <laughs> That's one of my notes too was train your train your mind, change your mind. Yeah. Exactly. And saying that like saying I'm fucking dope every morning, yeah. whether you believe it or not, and I use this tip in running. Convince yourself, tell yourself that it's true. 
Yes. Even if you don't believe it, and it will eventually, you're, you will eventually believe it. Mm-hmm. Be kind to yourself. Be loving to yourself. And I've, I haven't done it in, in maybe like a couple, like two weeks or so, but every Wednesday when we, when we post our podcast, this. I do a dance post just because it's like, this dance is how party. I hype myself up and hopefully I can hype you up too. It, ma- I gotta it bring hypes it back. me up. I'm- it makes me so happy, Yunes. Totally. <laughs> and I'm always like, I need to do a post. And then I'm just stuck at posting. But it does. It, it makes me so happy. I got Yeah, I got to bring it back. Totally. Oh, it's so good. Hashtag dance post. Hashtag dance post. Wednesdays, Let's start a movement, y'all. Every Wednesday, I want to see y'all put a dance post on with one of your favorite songs that makes you feel good and tag us. Slow, fast, crazy, calm, something. Yes, yeah, sensual, yes. loving yourself. Please, <laughs> let's do this. Yeah. Let's do this. Yeah, so changing your mind... Uh, I also wrote down question why you think things are beautiful or look good as opposed to not. Like, why do you believe that? A lot of times I think I believe it because subconsciously advertising has told me it's beautiful. Right. I'm like, wait, but what do What the I... media is perpetuating and right. what has been perpetuated for thousands of years. Right. And just because it's beautiful, it's not beautiful in our culture, it may be beautiful in another culture. And right. let's explore that. I mean, the female body has been perpetuated as beauty for thousands of Since years. Since Adam and Eve. Pe- like paintings that are just of the female figure. And, you know. Absolutely. And something I love about um, goddesses mm-hmm. and their statues. They're larger, curvier women. Yeah. And that's beautiful. That's seen as beautiful. Marilyn Monroe, mm-hmm. she was a size 12, I think. I'm sure sizes have changed since then, but she yeah. is one of the most beautiful sex icons, beautiful women. Yeah. That's revered. And yeah, she's a big old sex In the U.S. Icon. of A. Yeah. And I just love that nowadays, like, more, the the standard of beauty has totally changed. And it's changing, and it's constantly changing. Like, women want it. Women want it. You, the things, the people that you see that are representing, like, beauty lines. Yep. Like, uh, Rihanna, I go back to Rihanna. Like, her mm-hmm. brand, Fenty Beauty, mm-hmm. the women that she chooses to... Um, to model her makeup and to model her lingerie line, like they're oh, she's not a lingerie line. Yes, too. it's called Savage Fenty. Oh my god, I bet ah! it's so savage and so sexy. Oh my god, I love her so I'm much. I'm gonna look that up as soon as we get out of here. Incredible, like the women that she has pinned up for her for her brand. Like everyone is so beautiful and different and real. Repre- and she makes a point to represent all different types of women of all of all different shapes and sizes and it's incredible like she's taking ownership over what the standard of beauty is and she's using her own platform and her platform has gotten so big thanks rihanna thank you you know who's an oh what <laughs> you need we, we might- both inhaled at the same time are we gonna say the same thing i think we are <laughs> oh my, our favorite pregnant rapper yeah <laughs> Cardi 
sorry. We just we just blowed your ear. Cardi B. Cardi B. Oh, we are some Cardi B fans and pregnant rapper in the limelight. Unbelievable. She's pregnant in all of her music videos. On her social media, she talking about her pregnancy. She did all of her. She didn't stop. She didn't say, oh, I'm pregnant now, so I can't record these music videos. The Rolling Stones cover. Oh, my gosh. And what I love, it's too, is on, most, ugh, on social media, she posts about her eating ice cream. But then today, she's like, I have a green smoothie. She's like, I don't like it, but I got to keep it healthy for me and my baby. Yeah. But she eats, you know, ice cream and loves it. She is so not traditional. It is amazing. And she does not apologize for being herself. That whether you whether you're down for Cardi B or you're not, we do not see women in the limelight Mm-mm. just being there themselves unapologetically. She has an accent. She and people would say that she's like ghetto as hell, but she's actually very intelligent. She's smarter she, than most of y'all. Far she has gotten on her own. No one has ever done what she has done done. That takes intelligence. She is on a ton of intelligence. She is number one right now, pregnant as hell. And Um, being and she has herself. She has rappers on her, on her in her music that are rapping in Spanish, and it's number one. Number one. Number one in the country. That's insane. She's doing something. She. And if you don't. If you don't think I so, it. I love it. Then that's even she's doing it subconsciously because I'm here for Cardi B. Here for Cardi B. Oh, Who else are we here for? Oh man. So I uh, think that everyone, my jam this summer has been Janelle Monae's Janelle new Monet. album, Dirty Computer. Every single song is a feminist anthem. Mm-hmm. And. I'm learning so much from her, listening to her music, and thank you, Janelle Monet. You know who else who you introduced me to? Lizzo. Where the hell my phone? Where the hell my phone? <sighs> Lizzo. Where the hell she... my phone? How I'm supposed to get home? Mm-mm. Listen, if y'all haven't checked out Lizzo, you need to check her out. She is completely breaking the ba- the barriers and the boundaries. Of body image. In 2015, she came out with an album, Big Girl, Small World. All right? Mm -hmm. Uh, What's her song? Baby, how you feeling? Feeling good as hell. That is like the anthem of love yourself. How you feeling? Good as hell. Feeling good as hell. (laughs) Exactly. Feeling good as hell. (laughs) Um, She's the bomb. Listen to all. Oops. Sorry, just started playing one of her (laughs) songs and listen to her lyrics. And the other thing I love about her is, yeah, she has a song, Good As Hell, which is feel good. Fuck yes. You don't need them. You're amazing. You're amazing. And she has the song Phone, which is just hilarious. Yes. But then she has some really deep songs that if you look at the lyrics, she is being so vulnerable. Yeah. And she's on Instagram. You know, I had this, I wrote this question. Working and twerking. <laughs> Working and twerking. She is Working twerking, and twerking so it. much. <laughs> what I, t- I talked about social media, I love the posts, the real versus fake posts that are next to each other where it's the same date and time. 
and it's like here's Instagram and someone has really good posture and is uh, engaging their abs and then literally two seconds later they take the same post just like standing normally I've never seen that oh I love those that's hilarious I see it a lot with my with the running world ah gotcha um, but wouldn't wouldn't it be cool like Lizzo does this just to be real yeah. on social media. I know. I try to. It's hard. Man, I um, probably a lot of you have, if you're listening to this, you probably follow me on Instagram. But I'm constantly, I do post a lot, a lot on my Instagram stories. But sometimes I be all up inside of my head. Like, I mean, like, should I post this? I don't know. But at the end of the day, when I when it comes time to actually hitting send to the post, it's right. like, man, I don't care. Right. I don't care. This is who I am. If you don't like it, you you don't have to follow me. You don't have to follow me. Bye. So I always hold on to that because it's easy to to be like, oh, I don't know if I should post this or what is it? What are people gonna think? Blah blah blah. Just do it if you want to do man, it. Do it, man. Do it. Fuck all that. So part of my we fridge. have we have about five minutes. Should we do some of our favorite last two? Parts of the podcast. Our favorite segment. Dear Men. <laughs> I feel like you've already learned so many <laughs> lessons this episode. Yeah, man. That laugh, uni. <laughs> Dear Men. Dear Men. Guess what? Oh. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to go. <laughs> Guess what? Um, Guess what? Ready? I have. Yes, go, go. Dear Men. Believe we are equal. If your actions are different, depending on the person or the people you're speaking to, ask yourself, why? Why am I behaving differently? Mm. All right? So if you believe that women are equal to you, you don't need to protect us or you don't need to get in fights over us. Yeah. Or you don't need to shout out... Oh my gosh, your arms look so cool. They're so big. They're so strong. Yeah. And um, in front of all these people. Yeah. If you want to support us, you know, pull us aside. You can give us some praise privately and have it be more thoughtful. Yes. And more respectful. Which is goes into my dear men, dear men. And I did kind of say it before. Think twice about how or what you're saying to a woman or if you're going to touch a woman be more thoughtful about your interactions with all of the women in your life for show sure. for show sure. and again i said this before but situations that make you uncomfortable because of a woman that's around you think about that she feels that every day every day Every day. And so boo-hoo you. You feel uncomfortable for one minute, one afternoon, one day. (laughs) I was going to say something really inappropriate. Yes, I love it. (laughs) I should be thinking twice, too. I love love that I'm here seeing it and I get to experience it. So, yes, the other thing... I had some other notes. I don't know where they... Oh, whoa. Look at all these question marks and exclamation points. Oh, I said, dear men, have you never seen tits or thighs or armpits or belly buttons or hair or eyeballs before? 
Like our butts and our tits are just are parts of us just like any other parts of our body. Mm-hmm. Get over it. Get over it. Okay. <laughs> stop <laughs> pretending. I wrote stop pretending we are Barbie dolls. We have curves, bumps, scars, hair. We're more than just plastic. What was Oh, that reminds me. What was that post that that internet had on her Instagram? Oh, yeah, yeah. Damn it. Did I take a picture of it Shit. or save it? Our our colleague and coworker posted something that Uni and I were both like, I don't have service Dang. Anyways. Okay. We'll post a link to Anyways, it. Anyways, yeah, we're, we're so, running out of time. We're running out of time. So words of encouragement. A couple of words of encouragement for y'all. Women, I challenge you to, this week I want you to, Tell another woman, whether you know her or not, or you're walking down the street, that give her a compliment. If you like, you and I had a great moment. We're walking down the street. We saw this woman with a an amazing dress on. white dress, and we were like, "Oh my god, I love your dress!" Her. There's something about when you get a compliment from a woman that is way more rewarding than getting a compliment from a man. And it's like it's just a and little it more makes sincere. you feel good too. Yeah. It's a win-win. So we challenge you, have a Wednesday dance party or do it any other day of the week. Mm -hmm. Have yourself a dance party to get your day started and then give each other compliments. Let's let's love each other. Let's love each other. Yes. And love yourself. Like, look in the mirror and tell me what you see. Yes, Uni. Oh, have you ever seen Cool Runnings? <laughs> no. I see pride. I see power. I see a badass mother who don't take no crap off of nobody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you know, tell yourself how amazing you yes. are. You're beautiful. You banging. You dope. And you better walk down the street like you got it. Like that. you're working that. You know what I'm saying, girlfriend? I like that. Yeah. So <sighs> this has been a really great. This episode. has been a great one. Wow, I feel really good. I feel good. We hope you feel good. Yeah. We have such an exciting episode for you. Our next episode is going to be really cool. Yes. We'll give you some hints as to what's going on. I think we already mentioned it. No, we or, didn't. Did we? No. Okay, great. Our next episode, I'm just going to say it. Okay. Our next episode is going to feature special guest Darian Douglas of the Working Artist Project podcast. So we're going to have a fellow podcaster up in here. We were on his podcast. If you want to check that out, you want more of We Got This or Dewey, go to the Working Artist Project and you can listen to our episode with him. And then you can check a lot of other as well as many other amazing um, interviews and episodes that he has as well. So thank you so much for being thank here. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You guys are the best. Share, like, subscribe, comment. We love you. And we love you. Peace. Peace.